With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to AI Extra, I'm your host Guy Drinkle, this is the post-match for the loss against Chelsea in the Carabao Cup. First loss of the season, um, but we'll we'll get into all the minor details and stuff like that and how much we actually care. But as you can tell, probably by my voice, there's a little bit of disappointment, but I'll introduce my guest first. Uh, First joining me, Mark Roberts, how are you doing Mark? Hey Guy, alright, disappointed to lose obviously, but I'm alright, thank you. Good, good. And joining us is AI writer Stefan. How are you doing, Stefan? Well, as good as I will be after a loss, I guess. So. Yeah, that's, that's, that may be the only positive of the show. <laughs> um, but no, there was a couple of positives. Um, but we'll start with the boring stuff as most post-matches do. And Stefan, I'll come to you first. Um, obviously, we see quite a lot of changes in, in the in the starting eleven. We see pretty much a whole new back four, circa 2016. Um, what were your thoughts on the, on the team before kickoff? Uh, I think that this was the back four that was supposed to start last season, so it's not 2016. It's basically last season. True, true. Right, if Quine wasn't injured, that was going to to be the starting back five, the first game of the season last season. So it kind of shows that. We've come a long way. And then if you look at the rest of the starting lineup, midfield was pretty solid and attack was pretty good. Just a lot of depth in this team. Yeah, yeah. And, and Mark, I won't ask you the same question, but after the entire game, do you still think we have depth in every position or is anyone, or are you screaming alarm bells at the minute? A, a bit of both, to be honest. There was, there was a few that didn't shine in any glory tonight, which I'm sure we'll come to, but. Mm-hmm. At the same time, Chelsea brought on Eden Hazard. He's one of the best players in the league. So, yeah, it's it's a difficult game to call, really, in that respect, isn't it? Because it was a tough opposition that they came up against, really. So, a bit of both, I suppose. Yeah, and, and Stefan, I mean, from a slight Chelsea perspective, um, did, did you expect them to be that strong in, in the team? Because, I mean... I was probably expecting maybe a weaker midfield, and I started Kovacic, started a strong defence, or is it just sure they have quite a lot of depth too? I think they have depth everywhere except in, in maybe an attack. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I didn't expect them to be this strong, but then again, they are also working in some players after the World Cup, like Christensen. So maybe, yeah, but... Actually, it was two very strong lineups for for this stage of the of the Carabao Cup. Absolutely, Absolutely. So, and, and it uh, didn't disappoint. To be honest, it was a good game. 
Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, the first ten minutes, the first half, or well, probably half an hour. So I wasn't expecting too much. It was a bit of a dire game, but we'll get into that now. Then, uh, Mark, obviously, the first half wasn't too eventful, and we kind of see Chelsea probably have the better of it for twenty-five, maybe thirty minutes. And um, what what were your thoughts on that first thirty minutes? Because I think we saw the duel of um, Moses versus Moreno was quite key in it, and. Other than that, they just seem to have quite a lot of space in midfield. What were your fir- your first um, thoughts of the 30 minutes? Yeah, Fabregas seemed to be controlling the game, really, from midfield. He is still a quality player, and you could probably the freshness that he hasn't played many minutes. But he was sort of dictating the way Chelsea played. We weren't really getting close to him. You could see our midfield were... Sabino making his debut. Cater hasn't played the last two games. They've never played together before, and... Fabregas seemed to be the one that was making them tick and he put a lovely through ball through for a Morata chance that Mignolet actually made a save for and we managed to scramble the ball clear but we didn't start brilliantly did we? We didn't create an awful lot in the first 30 minutes I think sort of between 30 and 40 we had Naby's chance where the keeper made a good save but it wasn't really an eventful 30 minutes of Simaras. I think he had two ch- chances within a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. But but other than that, there wasn't much in it, but they were on top, but not really creating much and not putting us under pressure, but controlling the game. And you could see Klopp was a bit animated on the light touchline about that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Stefan, what, what would you put our slow start down to? Do you think it was just too many changes to get used to instantly? No, I, I think it's just down to other coming on. Because uh, first half, it was kind of even. Uh, I think maybe Fabinho was still getting into, into rhythm because he hasn't played competitive football in what, now, a few months now, mm-hmm. maybe. I don't know. Uh, so, so he was kind of getting into it. So Chelsea exploited that. And you can see Fabinho growing to the, growing to the game. So as the game went on, he... Started making decisions faster, needed less touches on the ball, kind of adapted to it. And we started playing better with him. And then they have Morata, who, I don't know, you, you say it's a Morata chance, but is it really if it's Morata? So. <laughs> <laughs> mm, that's a good, that is a good point, to be fair. That's a good point. Um, Mark, Stefan mentioned um, Fabinho there. I mean, first player to really focus on, because he, he is the debutant of our... 40 odd million pound signing uh, of the summer. Uh, we've seen him more for Brazil than Liverpool this season. But how how do you think he got on? Because it was really a game of two halves for him. Yeah, I thought he did all right. We had a bit of a there was a discussion going on in the WhatsApp group where a few were saying he was slow and not playing very well. I thought he did all right. To be fair, I thought he made a few good interceptions. He seemed to be in the right place. Maybe he was a bit bit slow on the ball and his passing wasn't as up to standard as we'd hope it would get to. But I thought as as a defensive line, he was in good positions and intercepting quite a lot of their forward play. I thought he did all right for for a debut. It wasn't Mm. a wow performance, but I didn't think he was having a shocker and I wasn't looking for him to get hooked or anything. Mm -hmm. I thought he was doing, he was doing okay. Again, it's a tough game to give him his debut and it is, a reverse reserve team as such. But as you mentioned, Chelsea's midfield was still fairly strong. Fabregas is a very good player. Kovacic is a regular 
been playing in their midfield. So it wasn't an easy debut for him to have, really. But I thought he, he, he held his own. He, he did all right, probably six, seven out of ten. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. Um, Stefan, from your point of view, how how, how would you rate um, Fabinho's debut then? Might as well do it for comparison. Yeah, I think it, I think he was solid overall. Didn't didn't do anything particularly wrong. Just took some time to to get used to the game. I I think. Mm-hmm. And w- once he got into it, I think he he started doing some 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 good stuff. Uh, he got a yellow card for uh, for what uh, for a tackle on. I forgot who was it, but. Overall, I think he was in the right positions, did the good stuff, and then his passing got better as the as the game went on. So it's it's a good start, but we should expect him to be to be better if he's to become a, a regular. From mm-hmm. from your point of view, then, Stefan, how far do you think he is from getting Premier League minutes? And was there any concerns you could see that he's not? In sync with the pressing, passing's not up to scratch, not up to speed with the Premier League. Is there anything that you'd flag up as a, a big concern in terms of Premier League minutes? Well, I don't think he should have major minutes in the next two games, but, uh, but then as, as games start getting, you know, two, two times a week, he'll get some minutes for sure. And, and I don't see anything alarming. We can see why Klopp is easing him into it instead yeah. of just throwing him in. I do think we have Huddersfield and Cardiff after the Man City game, if I remember correctly. So you may you may have a point there. <laughs> you are correct with that yeah. guy. Yeah. Huddersfield away and then Cardiff at home. Yeah, so I think they may be easy games to bed someone in a bit. But Mark, from your point of view, was there anything you know? I know you said you had a, a decent game, but is there anything you noticed that maybe you wouldn't see a Ginny or a Henderson do? Not really, no. I think it is a shame that the next two league games are as tough as they are, really, because you could almost do with a bit of continuity and in getting some more minutes straight away to build up the match fitness and get used to, to playing and playing in the system and, and with the players. But he's very unlikely to get that in the next two league games, really, which which is a shame. Mm-hmm. But Because then there's the international break as well, so that's sort of going to stagnate any progress that he had the opportunity to make really but to be fair he's going to go to Brazil and probably play a right back so he might get some minutes at yeah, least very true um, but we'll move on from Fabinho because it was it was a bit of a weird night for him but I thought he was alright he definitely grew into the game I thought but um, I think he was probably one of the positives from the night but uh, Mark I'll stick with you then not a debutant, but another one of the newbies. Did we kind of see the best and worst of Naby Keita? Because there was some a bit dodgy moments, and then there was some moments of brilliance. Yeah, it seemed again in the first half and the start of the second half, Chelsea seemed terrified of him when he got on the ball. He he seemed to be building a, a bit of a relationship up with Mane on the left and and getting on the ball. Well, again, it's, it's just his finishing that's... Letting him down might be a bit harsh because Caballero still saved it. It wasn't uh-huh. way off target, but the Naby that we were all excited for, I think, was scoring them last year for Leipzig. And hopefully it's only a matter of time before he starts hitting the target for us and scoring. Because on another night, I think if he scores one of them, he's wowed and he's man of the match. And 
you look at it a bit differently, don't you? Because he hasn't scored and we've gone on to lose the game. He's maybe going to get a bit of criticism that he wouldn't have got if things went in a different way for him. Yeah, yeah. Again, yeah, it, I think he's another one that just needs, he needs time to learn, mm-hmm. learn the system, learn the way we play and he's been in and out of the team, hasn't he? He didn't get many minutes in the last two games and, and maybe that showed, but yeah, I think he's. I think he's more. He's obviously more likely to get starts than Fabinho because he already has, um, and probably less of a key position because um, number six is obviously the big one. But um, Stefan, in terms of Naby Keita, then what what did you reckon of his performance tonight? Oh, I think he was good. I mean, he missed the chances, but I mean, if you're going to fire blanks, it's better to do it in the Carabao Cup, I guess. Mm-hmm. But but what I love about him is the way he positions his body across the ball every time the ball comes to him. And you see that the good dribblers do it. I mean, Azar does it. Even if you look at Messi, the, the way he just puts his body between any defender and the ball all the time is just it's just amazing. And, and it creates so much space for everybody else because you just can't get the ball once he gets control of it. Yeah, but, yeah. Absolutely. I think he improved defensively as well. I think that was a criticism came out of the Spurs game. Because Ericsson um, especially found uh, joy off the back of him. But he seemed to improve in that regard. I know he probably got worse as the game go, go on, but I imagine he was. He may have been tired. But um, Just to jump in there, if yep. you don't mind, guys. So based on that, what do we think the three will be for the league game on Saturday? <sighs> do you want to go with that one first, Stefan? Well, I don't know, because Milner started again, so... And was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I think Ginny and will start, for sure, and then I, I would probably start Nabi, but if Milner can do it, he can do it. I'd probably start Milner to help Trent with Alonso and Hazard. That'd probably be my argument, but I'd probably... I'd imagine we see the, the regular three from last season, uh, myself. I would think that. I would think he would go Henderson, Wijnaldum and Milner. Yeah, that's probably... That, I would be surprised. If it, if it's going to be any other, it would be Naby for potentially Henderson and go with what we started the season mm-hmm. with. Yeah, that's a good shout, actually. Well, it's a different shout, because when Ginny starts, he tends to start on the right side of midfield, doesn't he? Uh, when Henderson yeah. at the six. So, in my scenario, it might, be, it might be that. But, yeah, I think we, we may touch on a league game towards the end, because I, I probably want, I want to get through this game as quick <laughs> as possible, if I'm honest. Um, but we kind of get past that 30 minutes then, uh, Mark, and we kind of grow into the game. I think it's fair to say Naby's a big part of that, so Shakiri. Um, what did you make of the last 15 minutes of the half? Well, we had that, I think it was towards half-time, we had, I think Naby created the chance and Sturridge just didn't quite get it under control, did he, on the edge mm, of the box? Of it's sort of, he sort of missed, and again, it's it's fine margins, isn't it? If if he gets that under control and gets a shot away and scores, we go in 1-0 up at half-time, and it's a different game, isn't it? So, it's it's the fine margins, really, that, Say he had a bit of a weird night, Sturridge, didn't he? He had the the open goal that he missed that I'm sure we'll cover, and then a fantastic finish. But again, on another night, similar to the PSG game, he could have scored a hat trick. Really, he's almost he's missing the easy chances and scoring the difficult <laughs> ones. Yeah, so a, sh- a shame not to go in one nil up. Really, I think we had probably that would have been the best chance of the half, and just again, just not ruthless enough, not clinical enough in front of goal. 
Yeah, I think that was one of the big concerns apart from the defending. Um, but Stefan, what, what what did you make of the, the last 15 minutes of the first half then? Because we definitely got better. Yeah, I think, as I, as we said, uh, the midfield kind of grew into it. So we, we took control off of, uh, off of Chelsea. And then we had some chances and half chances that I, I think th- this has kind of been the story of the season that we don't really... Uh, score the easy chances from open play. So we're, we haven't really found our shooting boots yet, but the performance improved compared to the first half hour. And then we just couldn't capitalize on it. Yeah, I think that's the best way of putting it. So before we go on to the second half, which is obviously the more eventful half, I'm going to have to talk about the defending. And I imagine people are going to be, oh, he's going to back up Albie and all this bullshit because it's me. But no, he was crap. I'm not, I'm fully aware of that. And uh, I thought I'd get that out of the way. But uh, Mark, the defence, um, we obviously see the, the defence of, uh, of uh, probably the Brendan era and the start of Klopp's era. Uh, what, what do you make of it? I mean, I'm going to put a, f- a couple caveats before I ask you. But obviously it's Moreno's first start since the West Brom game in the FA Cup last year. Klein hasn't played in over a year. Miggs was, well, Miggs was actually quite good, to be fair. And Lovren hasn't played since the World Cup final. So, do you think them being bad has a couple caveats, or do you think it was just an off night for them? Because, let's be honest, they are all capable of much better. They they are capable of much better, but it shows now how far we have come in the clock and why they are now mm-hmm. reserves and not first choice. I think the fullbacks make a huge difference to the way we play, and, and not just in defending on the ball, attacking wise. There was just nowhere near the threat that there normally is. The quality of delivery into the box just wasn't there, like it is with Robertson and Trent. They are backups, and it's such it's so hard, isn't it? As you said, they haven't played for so long, let alone they haven't played together. They haven't played. They haven't had minutes on the pitch at all. And to throw them into a, into a game like that, it was it was tough. But they were coping all right. I mean, we've been done by a, and in my opinion, a goal should have been disallowed because if you're offside from a free kick coming into the box, mm-hmm. you're offside. Surely that's interfering with play. You've got defenders and a goalkeeper distracted by you, and then a world class finish from a very very good player. But I think it's the general play as well where they were lacking. And mm-hmm. as you say, the fullbacks going forward, the quality on the ball, they are so important to the way we've developed them. The clock is the quality in the wide areas from fullback. And I think it's just the defence without Virgil. There's just a massive difference, isn't there? It's, I, so I understand where you're coming from, that Moreno had a poor game, but he didn't have an awful lot of help or support from Lovren inside of him either. So... I think if a Virgil or a Gomez was playing in that back line and marshalling the defence a bit better, maybe it's a it's a different game. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's all fair point. But Stefan, how how harsh should we be on the back four? I know it's disappointing that we're out of a cup, but I'm going to try and spin this positively. But is it now good that we've got some of these squad players' minutes? Because if they if they're needed in more important games, they're going to have something under the belt rather than just coming in properly raw. Well, we. Yeah, and also Van Dijk's injured and Gomez has played a lot, so mm. it was due to we were due to have some rotation. I think Trent and, and Robo have also played a lot. I think Robo has the most minutes, if I remember correctly. Yeah, 
maybe, maybe. Uh, but but also, I don't think they they, they were necessarily bad because of, of a free kick goal, you can't really put it on the back four because it's a set piece. The whole team's defending, so mm-hmm. it's more of a team thing than than you can just point it to the back four. And then the other goal is just I don't think he's scoring another goal like this anytime soon. So. Yeah, I, I think the I think it's fair to say the defense was messy, but it didn't. People, I think people pointing fingers at um, Cater and and uh, Moreno for Hazard's second goal, but I think you could just say that's a, a, a moment of magic. But we will come to that in a bit and uh, see where the see where the finger of blame lays with that one. But um, yeah, I think it was fair to say that the defense was a bit messy, but it didn't really cost us too much. Um, but we'll we'll go into that and maybe want a review. In in the future, but uh, we'll move on to the second half, and, and this is where the game really comes alive. And Mark, first minute or so, we see—I uh, can't remember which Chelsea player did the pass back. Uh, I think it was Christiansen. Was it yeah, Christiansen? Right. We see Christiansen do the classic Gerard to Henri back pass. <sighs> How much money would you put on Sturridge to score from there? An awful lot. It, I think I don't think he realised that the keeper had fallen over and that he had time. He, he sort of rushed himself after he'd got round the keeper. And but you've got to be scoring that. It's an open goal, twelve yards out. You've got to score. You've got to hit the target. It was it was a shocking miss. As I said, the, the one he missed in the first half and that one, I was I was hooking him, <laughs> hooking him. Then I'll be honest, I was. You can't be waste. Well, it did cost us, didn't it? Because we lost and we're out. But you, you can't be missing passing up chances like that. It's, it was a poor miss. And yeah, he had a very strange day tonight, Sturridge. Yeah, he did. And Stefan, your thoughts on the on the miss straight after the halftime? Actually, Bulgarian TV missed it. Oh god! Uh, <laughs> they were like, they were like forty-five seconds late to start the half. And, and the commentator basically said, Oh, I hope they show you the chance that <laughs> just missed. And, and yeah, but he should be scoring from there. And I don't know. He doesn't miss a lot. So that's very un- uncharacteristic for him. But when you don't have a day, you know, then he scored a bicycle kick. So <laughs> one of them days, <laughs> one of them days, isn't it? Um, yeah, just for my two pence on it. Um, he did so well until he panicked when the keeper saved it. I think he was probably expecting it that much that he'd score, that he's, he panicked when he saw the keeper saved it. And I think he was kind of falling over. So it, it made the miss seem not as bad, but let's be honest, it was horrendous. Uh, especially when you see what he does later on. But um, Mark, pretty much a minute later, we see Morata have a chance from a header. Um, are we just lucky that it's not Giroud on the pitch? I think so, yeah. Okay, again, it, it comes down to clinicalness, doesn't it? And Morata just can't seem to buy a goal at the moment. Do you think, again, if he scored on the weekend, he's got more confidence and that's that's going in. He just It's just not going for him in front of goal at all at the moment, is it? No, he's no, just not. He's just... I can understand why he played him and Sari played him and he He's hoping that he can get a goal and get some confidence up because Giroud doesn't score an awful lot either. To be honest, as he didn't score, he played six, seven games in the World Cup and didn't score a goal for France. I don't, I don't think he had a shot. He's, he's, not, <laughs> he's, he's not scored many 
for Chelsea this season either. I think they've got well, they've got one between the two of them. I think so. So, so again, even if he was on, you 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 wouldn't bet your your mortgage on him scoring. He does that. love a, he does love a goal against us though. He does very true. So I, I would imagine it's going to be Giroud that plays on the weekend, isn't it? Not Morata, he hasn't done anything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Stefan, obviously, you poked fun at Morata saying, uh, did they really have any chances if uh, if Morata's on the end of the chances? But I'm going to ask you two things. Um, if Van Dijk's playing, is this a chance? And two, how much of a worry is it that once Van Dijk goes out the team, we kind of go a bit mess in terms of our aerial dominance? Well, I think Matip and Lovren are actually good, good aerially, mm-hmm. but obviously not as good as one Dyke. And you, you can't win all the hitters, even Van Dyke doesn't yeah. win all the hitters, so I don't think it's down to Van Dyke being out of the team. No, that's interesting. Um, would you put, I know we conceded off a set piece that may have been offside, but do you think we're still seeing the same team in off in uh, set piece situations without Van Dijk and Gomez? Well, after the Spurs game last season, I, I don't think we considered from a set piece for three months. Okay. I, I I wrote an article about it, and basically November and December we didn't concede a set piece goal before Van Dijk came in. So okay, no, that, that's fair. That's fair. Just dispelling narratives. I like it. <laughs> um... But no, I just thought we looked a bit weaker in the air. But I mean, as you said, Van Dijk is probably the best, uh, one of the best, if not the best, in the air. So maybe any anyone compared to him looks a bit crap. <laughs> that might be the point. Um, but then, then Stefan, what what were your thoughts on the chance? Uh, as I said to Mark, if it if it's Giroud, is it a goal? Well, if it's Allison in goal, is yeah. it a goal? Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> So it goes both ways. I think it really depends. You you yeah. can't speculate like that, right? Yeah, that's true. To be fair, as I said earlier, it makes had a good game. <laughs> that'll that'll do from that. But uh, we can't we kind of see a few more, a bit more balanced um, first half in terms of ball control because I think Chelsea had quite a lot of the ball in the first half. Um, Mark, what 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 did you make of Mane? Obviously, he was the big starting point. He's he's the one from the the first choice front three. What what did you make of him today? Because he didn't he didn't seem to have as much of an impact as say well I know Hazard came on, but their big hitters surely outdid our big hitters, didn't they? Yeah, he he looked a bit lost to be honest without without his usual partners up front without Bobby and Mo next to him. Again, he I can't really think of an awful lot. That he did. He had a few good runs, mm-hmm. and I think did he did he have a good chance that he he missed? Did he, I see somebody he, say? I think he tore punt like he was falling over, and he tore punted. That was it, yeah. And as you say, Cabe, it came off Caballero's shin, didn't it? Went out for a for a corner. He didn't do an awful lot, did he? he? Didn't he? Didn't he had the opportunity there, I suppose, to to grab the game by the scruff of the neck. He was the probably from both sides the main one from the first teams that actually started the game, certainly in an attacking sense. As you say, Morata's in and out of the team with Giroud and Barkley certainly hasn't been starting week in, week out. William hasn't been really. It's it tended to go with Hazard and Pedro. So he was the one you probably expected more from that, mm-hmm. that didn't produce really tonight. 
I, I was surprised he started, to be honest. I thought if he was going to start anybody from the front three, it would have been Bobby because he's, he's already missed a game with his, with his mm. injury or certainly the majority of the game. So. Do you think I the eye bit... injury was because of that? I'm not sure how well it's recovered. Possibly, yeah, or maybe just, and again, I don't think Bobby's as effective when he's down on the left as he yeah, is through the middle. And if you're playing Sturridge, it's, Perhaps that's why we're, we're that one, one short that we didn't get over the line in the summer, mentioning no names. But yeah, it was a strange game from him, really. As I say, you'd hope the form he's been in this season as well, he's probably been the best at the front three, certainly mm-hmm. in terms of goal return and impact he's had. But he didn't really have an impact in the game tonight. Hopefully he's saving it for Saturday. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Um, Stefan, your, your thoughts on Marnie? Do you think it was just too many changes around him? What were your thoughts? Uh, it was just an average game. I don't think he was bad or, or anything. I think he played in Nabi for the shot that led to the goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of a impact. But overall, it was average. I think Shakiri played better than him, which mm. you wouldn't have expected when you saw the lineup. So. Yeah, that's very true. Um, well, let's talk about Shakiri then, because I thought he was one of one of the bright sparks of the night. A couple times where I think he was a bit Coutinho-ish, um, and he took the shot rather than the passes. Um, Stefan, what do you make of Shakiri? Obviously, he had a positive debut at the weekend. Uh, did he build on that? Yeah, I think I think he was pretty good. The only bad thing he did was that penalty flop that. I don't know why he fell. Maybe oh, he, he just slipped, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not <be> uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and he was in a good position. Maybe he could have scored. But overall, he he was very tidy on the ball, or at least looked tidy. I don't know what his numbers are, but he looked tidy on the ball, looked dangerous, looked to run up run up their defense. Mm-hmm. Overall, uh, it was a good game for him. Yeah. Yeah, and Mark, obviously um, Shakiri played the ten at the weekend, and I think some people try to argue that it may be it may have been down that he not be able to do the pressing of of a more or something like that. I mean, there was a couple instances there that he, he did seem to do the group pressing, the single pressing. He, he won the ball back a couple of times. I especially remember in the second half. Do you think it's showing the development of Shakiri and Fabinho um, that the pressing is coming, and then they can obviously have bigger impacts? I think so. It was. I thought he played all right, to be honest. I thought he'd had a good game tonight. But I, I saw just before we came on to record, Klopp almost berating him a full time. And yeah, berating may be a harsh word, but certainly wasn't showing him love and appreciation, giving him his his Klopp hugs and full of praise for him. It's, and again, a few times I sort of noticed him him shouting at him. And but as you said, other than maybe taking a few pot shots where he shouldn't have done. But I think certainly at least one of them, there was very little other option on for him. There was nobody making a run for him or those that were were ahead of him were tightly marked. But I thought he'd had a good game. He seemed to track back well. Chelsea was certainly getting more joy down their right-hand side with Moses running up Moreno than they were from Willian going for Klein, he seemed to be tracking back from Klein, and again, on a, mm-hmm. on a few occasions, there was that overlap, as, as I said earlier, I mean, Klein has the, the quality going forward, or the crossing ability that Trent has, that maybe 
stop the move going forward as much as it as it could have done. But I thought he was involved quite a lot in the game, attacking me and tracking back and and helping out. I thought he was one of our brighter sparks, certainly. Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. Um, so we'll come on to the goal then, because it, it's probably it's our bright moment of the night. So Mark, I'll, I'll stick with you then. You mentioned that Sturridge has scored the hard ones and missed the easy ones. Yeah, that's pretty much it, isn't it? <laughs> pretty much, yeah. It was good, good pressing, wasn't it? From I think it was Keita, Mane and Milner were all involved winning the ball back and we're all chasing and pressing down. We got the ball. Naby had another shot that was that was saved, saved reasonably well, but pushed it back out into open play and Sturridge was there and it was almost like that that's his instinct. The instinct is there to finish and what a finish he did. But the other chances where he had time to think about it was where he rushed it and panicked and, and flustered and fluffed his lines. But to finish like that on instinct, that's that's the storage we all remember from 13-14 and the storage we hope we can call on. And that's his third goal. Third goal this season already. And for the minutes he's played, that's an impressive return. Yeah, yeah. I saw you put that in the WhatsApp group and I was like, that's high. That's dead and born. Considering the, the well, Solanke played all season, had one goal on the last day. <laughs> oh, just for, just yeah. for compar- just for comparison. But um, that's a that's a great point. You see, yeah. Ing, I think Ings got one, didn't he? As well, did Ings get one? Solanke got one. I think so so yeah. two two between them. I mean, and I know they didn't play an awful lot, but an awful lot more minutes than Sturridge has had so far this season. And it's just such a shame. It could have been double that. Mm. But it's still three, three goals. So yeah, hopefully a lot more to come from it. Yeah, absolutely. And Stefan, your thoughts on the goal and um, the impact Sturridge has already had in, in this in the early season? Well, that's what he is. He's a goal scorer. So even even last season, I think he had more than two goals, didn't he, for us? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so even last season he scored more than Ings and, and Solanke combined. <laughs> that's a bit sad, isn't it? <laughs> uh. Yeah, but that that's what he does, and most of the the impact he has is even without having the ball, because he's just so good at just finding space and and getting defenders around him to to create space for others without even touching the ball. With we don't really have. Another striker that can do that other than Bobby, who can just run around without the ball and just create space for everybody around him. Mm-hmm. And then his, well, his finishing was off tonight and he still scored like a, a very, very good goal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, um, that's probably the most important thing. Even a, even a out, not an out of form, but a, an off performance. Sturridge is still one of the most dangerous players in our squad, even if he is a backup striker. I think that's, that's a huge point. But um, Mark, um, we obviously, I think most people love Sturridge, but as you said, three goals already this season. Um, if he can start playing one game a week, and I know this has obviously been mentioned every season since his injury problems, but how, how big a part of the squad is Sturridge? He could be a massive part, couldn't he? If, if he can carry on as the way he has and say, I don't want to slaughter the guys. He scored a fantastic goal and he scored three goals already this season. If he can keep coming on and scoring goals and 
it's say it was it was a shock that he started against Paris Saint Germain, but to start in a Champions League game like that, he didn't look flustered. He took his goal well, and he's a better option than Solanke, isn't he? He's a better option than Ings. He's an option that we didn't have last year, so you can give Mane, Firmino, and Salah a rest and and feel confident that the drop. There's still going to be a drop off, but there's not many players you could bring into our squad that there wouldn't be a drop off from those three. Certainly, a player that's going to know that they're going to come in to be second fiddle behind those three. So, in terms of a fourth choice out of a front three, you're not going to get many better. I don't think that are going to be happy to come and sit on the bench and take a chance when they get it, but then have the quality and ability that he's got to take that chance. Yeah, yeah, no, I fully agree. He's a he, he can be so he can be such a good weapon for us off the bench. Um, and he se- and he seems happy. Mm. See, we don't know the ins and outs and what goes on in and out of the training game. He might have been banging on Klopp's door and, against Southampton. That why wasn't he starting after he'd come on and scored against PSG? But the impression you get from the, the interviews he gives, the pictures you see at training. He seems happy, like he understands his role now. And I think I said on the on the preview part I did with Harry for the Southampton game, he seems to, Klopp seems to understand him now and understand how to use him and to get the best out of him. He, he's an instinctive finisher. He's not Bobby Mark II. You're not going to get the same level of intensity and pressing that Bobby gives you, but not many players in the world are. You'll like probably that, get a better so. goal scorer in storage compared to Bobby, though. So it's a, diff- it's a different think, weapon, isn't it? It's exactly, and it's it's now understanding that and and using that and using that right, and we seem seem to be doing that now. And yeah, we have to adapt our play, and and maybe it needs another change along with that to get the best out of him. But if you can get the best out of him, then you've got a cracking weapon on your hands. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But we'll move on from Sturridge because this is kind of where it goes a bit downhill. Um, we see Chelsea, this is just before they, uh, before Sturridge's goal actually, we see Hazard come on for William. So perhaps rest in one first choice to bring on the star man. And then just after the goal we see James Milner who was having a bit of a stinker come off and replaced by Jordan Henderson. And then we also see N'Golo Kante come on for uh, Matteo Kovacic. Um Stefan, I mean, how how important do you think these subs were? Oh, well, also, we saw Firmino come on for Sadio Mane, I should have. Um, <clears throat> how, how important were these subs then, Stefan? Because obviously, uh, Hazard had the, 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 the fine moments in the game. But um, how how do you think Henderson came on when he did? How do you think Firmino did when he came on? And how do you think they changed it up? Well, their changes worked better than ours. I think that's uh, that's clear. But then they yeah. brought out their <laughs> Uh, I think I, I don't think Henderson had had a good game when he came on. He committed a couple of fouls, screamed at the ref, and I think that that's basically what he did. Hazard on the other game decided the game. On on the other hand, decided the game. Bobby, uh, he didn't do much really, but not that he had any service or any chances. Um. So so yeah. The changes worked in their favor, but they just brought on a, a very, very good player who's in a very, very, very good form. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, Mark, um, 
from their point of view, obviously the subs work, but do you think the subs perhaps lost us control a bit? I know Henderson kind of came on a, as an eight, and I was kind of slightly happy that he ran beyond the striker, but I think it's fair to say when he moved to the six, especially, he kind of was a bit rash at times. I think that's fair. I think when he first came on, Henderson, he played quite well, to be fair. I think when the three was Fabinho still in the six, Henderson going box to box and Naby, we looked okay. It was more when Fabinho went off that Henderson just seemed to lose his head a bit. To be honest, he was mm-hmm. Hazard was giving him the run around, which again let's let's give credit to our entire team. To be fair, yeah, let's, let's be fair. Hazard's a very very good player, and he made a lot of our plays look ordinary. But he just seemed to lose his head and just the free kick at the very end. And I know. In the grand scheme of things, it probably doesn't matter. We were unlikely to score from a set piece anyway, but it was just, he just lost his head completely. It just seemed to fluster him and, and like he had to take everything on himself and, and do it all himself. And he was making rash tackles and his passing went off and, which is a shame because when he first came on for the 10, 15 minutes, he, he looked decent and we were still con- controlling the midfield almost, but then, and something flicked and he just lost lost the plot to be honest which may sound a bit harsh but yeah the last 10 minutes of the game he was poor very poor yeah yeah I'm not this may and seem... he's, not, he's not the only one so let's, yeah. let's, let's yeah. be fair he's not the only one there's there's a few others that didn't cover themselves in glory but it just seemed to drop off quite quickly that he'd started well and was his passing was on and he seemed to be getting forward and tracking back to then just lose his head almost and almost on a mission that he was going to stop Hazard and he had to show that he could Ger- stop Gerard- him. And Gerard-esque. Yeah, and he, and he got shown up, didn't he? But as I said, he wasn't the only one. Hazard yeah. can show up an awful lot of players. He's a very, very good player. Um, I think Cy Brundish tweeted out a start that Henderson's seen all our goals conceded this season. Do you think that's just, there's no correlation there, or do you think there's something genuine in it that the team is less secure when he's in the team? I know it, it's a bit weird talking about that concern, the defence didn't have a good game, but do you think there's a concern there with Henderson in the general scheme of things, not just today, Mark? I think generally this season, we have lost a better side with Ginny at the six. I think, Ginny seems more in control. He can play on the half turn more. He's more comfortable in possession and his passing is better than Henderson's, in my opinion. I think that's a bit of a, a harsh stat that it's every goal we've conceded is when he's on the pitch. I don't think he's been a fault really for, for any of the goals, but in my opinion, this season we have looked a better team without him on the pitch. And that's not to say he hasn't played well. I thought he played well in a couple of games that he's played in others he hasn't played as well but you could say that for, for a lot of our team that they've played well in some games and others they haven't so much I still think at the moment the best we've looked is when the midfield was Ginny, Milner and Cater. and I think if that's where we've had our most success maybe that's what we should revert back to Yeah, yeah I thought I'd just mention it it seemed quite interesting to me but um, Stefan, what, what are your thoughts on Henderson and, and the start I mentioned? Do you think the team's different with him in the six? Yeah, I think Henderson's better in the eight. 
and and that's his his natural position. And well, we we didn't really have a six for a long time, so he had to adapt to, to play it. But now, Ginny is a better six than he is, and at one point, Fabinho should should come into the team. So so. And the strange thing is when, when both Ginny and Hendo play, Hendo plays the six, even though I think that the reverse would be better, but I don't know, Klopp probably knows better than me. Uh, but that's just the way it looks. But, and he, and he was good against PSG. I mean, we conceded two goals, but he, mm-hmm. he was very, very good against PSG. Uh, so that's a, a positive for him, but honestly, I, I think, not that he's a liability at the six, but the team is better when he's not playing, shooting the defense and either Gini or at one point Fabinho can, can cover that, that position. Well, that's the first time we've seen Fabinho and Henderson on the pitch at the same time. And that's the first time since Jenny's Man City rehearsal game that we've seen Henderson in the eight, if I remember correctly. I mean, you mentioned there that you prefer seeing Henderson as an eight. Is that a promising sign for you that he actually played there for a, not for a decent amount of minutes, probably twenty, thirty minutes? Well, but as Mark said, and he looked good, good in, in the eight. He actually made some runs in the in the box and looked looked more composed and and just the right amount of aggressive. And and then I think he still. Somewhat uncomfortable in the six in in certain situations, so so maybe that plays a part. But yeah, I think him him in, in the eight is is something that club should try more more often. Yeah, yeah, I fully agree. I fully agree. Um, so Mark, unfortunately, I'm going to come to you first with um, their goal, uh, the first goal, which was um, Emerson um, off a free kick. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up the whole VAR thing, but I don't want it going on for like half an hour. <laughs> but um, it's just a bit sloppy, isn't it? I think that's the first. Well, Stefan just said it. I think that's the first um, set piece goal we've conceded since Spurs. Was it? Was it Stefan? Uh, no, no. Uh, I said last season we didn't concede after Spurs for a few months. We conceded. Ah, okay. uh, what it was Lamella scored after a corner, and ah, okay. that's it, right? The last goal we conceded. Okay. But we've definitely seen improvement, well, in, in the whole team since that Spurs game, but we've definitely seen improvement in set pieces since the start of last season. I mean, did this just look a bit a bit messy? To begin with, I didn't, I didn't think it was a free kick. I thought it was mm. a harsh free kick, but it's yeah. been given. You get on with it, you've got to deal with it and defend it. I'm watching that, I'm thinking there's two players there at Chelsea that are offside. And as I said earlier, a ball coming in the box from a free kick, surely that's interfering with play. They didn't necessarily touch the ball or even necessarily go for it, but that's offside, surely, to goodness. So what's, what is the offside rule and what is the VAR there for? Because you can clearly see on screen, and I've, I've seen it on Twitter again before we came on to record, that the lines clearly show two offside players. So... I just can't get my head around what's what's gone on there. You, I think the word that was mentioned in the World Cup is unreasonable doubt. I think. Do you think that for me, you know, leg, ass, I know, arm, I, I, well, I think arm doesn't count as um, in in terms of the offside. But do you think it was 
beyond unreasonable doubt that they were offside? I know Morata definitely was, but I think it was Barkley. Do you think he was? Possibly. I, I, that's what I mean. Nobody seems to know for yeah. certain what the actions. That's probably how how and why they can get away with it. But to me, you can see there with the lines drawn down that there are two Chelsea players ahead of any of our defenders. And to me, that's offside. But it's one of them. I don't want to sound bitter. It's not being given. It's it comes down to margins again, doesn't it? I think they've had the header, Mignolet saved it, and it's dropped to one of their players, not to one of ours. It's on a different game. It drops to one of our defenders. We get the ball clear, and nothing more, is more said of it. It's it's unfortunate for us. It's fortunate for them the way it's dropped from Mignolet's save, and they've took advantage of it and equalised. But on another day, it's one, it's not a free kick. Two, it's given for offside, and three. We're fortunate with the, with the, after the save and we get it cleared. So I think we can count ourselves a bit unlucky, really, that they scored that. Yeah, yeah. And um, Stefan, your thoughts on the goal and your thoughts... Well, do you know the offside rule? That's probably one to ask. <laughs> well, I've given up on trying to understand the offside rule and the handball rule. It's just... I, I think I know the rule and then I don't know the rule. So I've given up on trying to... To figure out what's what's a handball and what's what's offside at this point, mm-hmm. but then the goal was also against the run of play because we were dominating them at this point, so it was kind of unlucky. Second ball of a save, yeah, probably offside, probably not a free kick. So a bit unlucky and against the run of play, but it's better to happen today than on Saturday, right? Yeah, yeah, I think that's the most important thing. So, um, I think the last thing we're going to cover before we come to our man of the match um, is obviously their second goal, and uh, we've mentioned it a couple times. But Mark, Eden Hazard. I mean, he's he's pretty much battered three of our players there. I mean, I don't want to be overly harsh. I, 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 well, I don't want to be harsh at all, really. But that's just a magic goal for me. Yeah, it's one of them, is it? Because it's happened against us, I think we're looking for reasons and we're looking to criticise Moreno and Lovren and I think even Fabino got close to him. But if at most scoring a goal like that, you're thinking that's a world-class player tormenting a defence and smashing one in the corner. So I think credit where credit's due. You've got an elite player, one of the best players in the Premier League running at you at, at pace in the box. You can't go near him for fear of giving away a penalty, and he's finished it very, very well. It's yeah, I think credit where credit's due. There, that's a top, top player scoring a fantastic goal. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Stefan, your your thoughts on Hazard's wonder goal? Well, the only thing you can say is maybe I think it was Naby who had a chance to foul him, like somewhere near the touchline. Mm-hmm. And once you don't foul him, there, I don't think there's anything you can do. So. Yeah, I think I think people on Twitter and I've seen a few in the WhatsApp groups that said that Moreno was awful in that. I mean, I don't think anyone else in the Chelsea team. I know people say he is Mark and Hazard, so you have to be wary of that. I don't think I don't think anyone else in the Premier League, other than maybe like Sane, could probably score that goal because just the, the quick turn, the change of direction. The, you have to be messy levels of talent or have that 
that level of talent to be able to do that. And I think Hazard's probably one of the only ones in the league that can actually do that. Yeah, he's he's a very, very good player, isn't he? He, he cuts in. He's running at pace in the box. Nobody can go near him because, as I said, if, if you get a foot on him, you get a touch on him, he's going down. And the way the referee ref tonight, they're getting a penalty. He didn't seem to give us much. He seemed to give them most things. And then the finish, it's, as you say, similar to Bobby's last week. He's, I don't think even if Allison's in goal, I don't think he's getting near that either. I don't, think, I don't think if Allison and Miggs are in goal, they're not saving it, to be honest. No, not getting And again, if, if that's Mo attacking it, we're not saying it's, it's poor defending from Emerson, are we? We're saying Mo's class, his quality, it's, it's his brilliance. It's not our other. They're poor defending, so I think you've got to see it from that point of view as well, haven't you? That it's credit him rather than look for somebody to blame from our point of view. I don't, as I say, Robertson, Van Dijk are there. I don't think they're stopping that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. And I've escaped this podcast without being horrendously bad on Moreno, but he was shit before anyone accuses <laughs> me of being having an agenda. But. Uh, <sighs> We'll finish with the weird task of naming a Liverpool man of the match before we finish up. Um, Stefan, who, who do you think was our best player? I think it, it was either Naby or, or Shakiri. Maybe Shakiri. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Mark, your show? I'd say with Stefan, really, I would have said Naby or Shakiri, so I'll go for Naby just to, to even it out. I'll go Migs. <laughs> <laughs> Just to be different, and I thought he actually had a good game. So I'll go Mix just to just to give him a bit of confidence. He actually uh, had. This was uh, kind of an insignificant moment, but there was a a cross that Mix shouted so loud that you heard it on the TV. Oh yeah, yeah. And, I like that. and Lovren kind of just uh, pulled out of it <laughs> and, and, and it, which which never happened before. I, I've never heard Mix scream in a game like this. And, uh, Angry makes he might be good, but he's still not playing. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, that's been that's been a well, I was going to say happy pod, but it's not been a happy pod. It's been an interesting pod, falls of ups and downs and misses and near misses. Um, but that that's it. We're out the league cup. Unfortunately, we're not maybe going to see some of our rotation players that much more this season. Maybe till the Belgrade, uh, the Red Star game, but that might not be a bad thing for some people out there. But um, I've been your host, Guy Drinkle. I've been joined by Mark Roberts and Stefan. Uh, This has been your post-match. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Podcast Network.